0: Radio Free You see blue skies And think of sea How are you doing? And
1: later on Switch on TV They give me a news They give off truths to me
0: is on. Thank you all. We're here. This is February, folks. I am live, if you're listening live, Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. It is February the 13th, a busy weekend, I guess. We have uh, tomorrow, Valentine's Day and we have to remember the St. Valentine's Day massacre with Art when he comes on later. And, of course, we have President's Day, too, I believe, coming up on Monday. Which presidents? I don't know. I'll look it up. But we're going to be uh, having a good program again today. Next week, I'm planning to have on Steve Mason back from a long hiatus. He has to do with uh, the Border Watch and uh, has to do with Uh, illegal uh, migrations. I don't say immigration, because immigration has nothing to do with border crossing and illegals and so on and so forth. But uh, we're going to be lining him up next week. Paul Tepetti has some videos up on uh, Facebook, I believe, or wherever. I think it's, no, I think it's YouTube. And he does want us uh, to uh, be aware of that, so I think by next week we'll do that as well. But first and foremost, Setting aside the circusry in Washington and what they're doing at this very minute, uh, Paul had a lot to say in the book of Romans. Boy, let me tell you, he was tough. Paul was tough, but, you know, he was tough, I think, because he was also a real gross sinner, as we know, saved by the grace of God. And uh, having come from that uh, background, Paul was uh, pretty tough on, uh, on the sinful nature. And he, he's talking about the things that uh, God has uh, judged and will judge, um, even though he shows his mercy. He first has to exhibit the wrath. And the wrath is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, he says, and unrighteousness of men. Well, in uh, Romans, I believe it's uh, is a chapter, let's see, I think it's, yeah, it is chapter 1. That's right. We go down to uh, verse uh, uh, 17 or so, where he tells us, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, you know. Works don't get you in, but faith plus works certainly And in 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, as I've just said. In 21, because that when they knew not God, these Romans who turned away from God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain, vain in their imaginations. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves wise, they became fools. You know, that verse always sticks out to me, folks. They professed themselves to have wisdom and knowledge and all sorts of PhDs and all kinds of degrees, and yet, in the end, they really couldn't sharpen a pencil, okay? They really didn't have the truth, the love of the truth that might be saved from death. You say death is the key, which is to save the devil. Um, so, that is the essence of Paul's ministry, is to come down hard, to rebuke, to reprove, and to teach the ministry of that gospel. So, we're going to have, uh, in the first hour, Jim Fetzer, James Fetzer, And find out if he's ready to come on with us and give us his views on what is happening right now in his world. And I know one of the things, of course, he would probably want to spend a few moments on, uh, to say the least, is what is going on uh, with that Senate vote having to do with the impeachment hearings. Of course, that's always a hot topic with some. It is not really a hot topic to me, it is a fait accompli. Uh, we know that uh, as of now, the story keeps changing all the time. But there will be no vote apparently to have witnesses come in on this circusry in the Senate. You probably heard I didn't, but you probably heard Jamie Raskin give his rascal's little address. And speak before the Senate, and speak to the members, and tell them that this one charge against Donald Trump would be vindicated, um, vilified. It would be uh, viewed for all to see uh, that uh, Donald Trump was guilty of this massive crime uh, on the, basically on the Mall in Washington on January 6th. And you know, I'm no, like I said, I'm no fan of anybody in politics. Okay. You know, politicians are like cockroaches. Uh, It's not so much what they fall into and mess up. It's what they pick up (laughs) and carry away, as Tom Anderson, the humorist, used to always say. Um, So, uh, I mean, that's, that's a given, folks. That's a given. We have to understand that no politician is honest, decent, or moral. There are statesmen occasionally in history but not politicians. The nature of the beast is to sue, or say or do whatever it takes to be able to get elected and to stay elected. And this is why I turn to the scriptures, because there's so many people have put their faith in this man or that man, this woman, that woman, and they're doing the wrong thing. They're looking for that Saul leader, looking for a king or queen, you see, to lead us. To greener pastures, and that is not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. It just is not going to happen, and never has, and it never can, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And remember that there is none righteous, no, not even one. Not one person is ready to stand before God unless they have an intercessor. We know who that is. So, folks, let's get with it now. Uh, uh, McConnell said he's going to vote to acquit himself. Is that who he's talking about? I don't know. But, okay, I think right now we may have James Fetzer with us back by popular demand. It's been a long time, and we've had many guests, but uh, if he's there, let me say hello. James, are you there?
2: Oh, yes, Rick, of course I am, and I'm delighted to be back. Thank you so much.
0: Good to have you back. I know this would be the first order of business, what's transpiring in Washington right now. All of the different reports and uh, what's going on with media disinfo and so on and so forth. Uh, what is, uh, is it that you're looking at right now? Uh, you're looking at an acquittal of Trump. You're looking at some, uh,
2: some repercussions for the Democrats and uh, some Republicans as well. Well, the acquittal has never been seriously in doubt. The latest estimate, I believe this came from Tom Cruise, was that he'd get uh, between uh, 43 and 47 votes to acquit. And it may be that higher number, but I guarantee it'll be at least 45. This is a completely unconstitutional event. There's been uh, no due process. Procedurally, it's been completely absurd. This is a political show trial. They have had no admission of, of uh, witnesses, no sworn depositions or affidavits. This began in the House when Nancy Pelosi he thought it would be a good idea to impeach Donald Trump for a second time, where. I believe it's very clear, Rick, that the idea was not removal of office, which obviously would be impossible, given that he's no longer in office, but to get a censure that he could not run for office again, because he cleaned their clock in the 2020 election. That's why they had to stop the vote. Even the Dominion voting machines had been unable to switch enough Trump to Biden ballots, to manufacture enough new ballots, uh, or suppress sufficient Trump ballots. He was still in the lead across the board, so he actually had to stop the count at around 3 a.m. in some states, but they all stopped at the same time, which implies coordination, and therefore collusion, and therefore a conspiracy to steal the election so I could make an adjustment by dumping in hundreds of thousands of Biden votes in a time too brief to have actually been processed. They just changed the numbers, Rick. And then they set the algorithms uh, with a slight lead for Biden, say 50.5 versus 49.5, so it wouldn't be so obvious. But it was obvious. Uh, Sidney Powell, who was keeping very close track of this, actually published electoral map, and Trump took, I think, all but five states, he took California, he took Minnesota, where I resided for 19 years, i had been predicting he would take California and Minnesota, especially in reaction to the BLM and Antifa riots, looting in orson, where the Democrats have condoned and supported and even encouraged those outrageous acts across the land so that the hypocrisy of what's going on here is simply breathtaking and where yesterday the defense team wiped the floor with a Democrat prosecution. Just wiped the floor, Rick. There was nothing left. By the way, just to add, Trump actually won 410 electoral votes. It was a massive landslide. So when he talked about you know uh, uh, the theft of the election. He has the evidence. I've seen it. I've recorded it. I've looked at many videos. The, even uh, the, the guy who runs Facebook put out some 40 mil to hire Tifa people to be poll watchers. And we have videos where they're holding up a Trump vote and then tearing it in half, throwing it behind them and going through and fighting another Trump vote and putting it up to the camera and tearing it in half and throwing away Mark Zuckerberg, one of the criminals behind all of this, and I'm optimistic that they will be brought to justice, but the Texas lawsuit, Rick, lays it all out, how the states were violating their own procedures, they were letting votes be counted after having not been submitted before the deadline where the Supreme Court has even ruled that ballots may not be accepted past... 8 p.m. on the day of the election, and yet Pennsylvania, for example, allowed probably a million votes to fall in that category. If you want to look at a wonderful, succinct summary of the Texas lawsuit, which Chief Justice Roberts declined on the absurd ground that Texas had no cognizable interest in how other states conduct their election, which is so ridiculous on its face, you and I have an interest, a cognizable interest in how the states conduct their elections, Rick, because if they're stealing the election, they're depriving the American people of their right to vote, which is the most fundamental in the democracy and where the Democrats have, have no choice. The only way they could beat Trump they knew was to steal the election. He's been right about that again and again. And yet you're hearing from the Democrats Over and over, this was a big lie. I'm sorry. No, it was grand theft election 2020.
0: Well, no doubt about that. In uh, congressional districts as well, the same thing has happened in my state, Rhode Island. You know, we've had people who uh, uh, have lost by a significant amount of votes who had a, a very strong lead in, and they've questioned the fact that there are some unregistered voters who suddenly became registered. To the tune of tens of thousands of them we have a, a corrupt secretary of state we have a totally corrupt system and at this point now it makes the daily machine and what went on in Texas with Lyndon Johnson almost looked like a choir circus you know almost look like a, a real choir of, of, of angels from heaven in comparison would not you think
2: oh yes and there were precincts in Michigan for example where there were more votes cast than there were eligible voters. And even here in Wisconsin, there was this massive influx of mail-in ballots. It's known even in third world countries, they cannot allow mail-in ballots because it's too easy to steal the election. But the Democrats, based on a alleged coronavirus risk, encouraged mail-in ballots so they could steal the election. And then they went about it doing everything they could. They brought in truckloads of fake ballots. They had some that were supposed to be mail-in ballots. They were counting by the by the hundreds and thousands that di- weren't even creased, Rick. They weren't even creased, meaning they'd never been folded to be put into an envelope, and yet those were supposed to be mail-in ballots. I mean, this is disgusting beyond belief, and yet they're trying to, you know, impeach Trump for because he's supposed to have uh, wanted to stop the exposure of the theft of the election. Think about it. What was going on at the Capitol at the time of this intrusion was that they just begun to get serious about the monstrous uh, amount of evidence that the election had been stolen. Donald Trump had no interest in stopping that. He wanted that to go forward. What that means is he had no possible motive for seeking to interfere at the Capitol when that was going on. They suppress that, Rick. They don't acknowledge that. They say he was trying to stop the certification. Well, he wasn't trying to stop the certification. He was trying to get honesty about the lack of integrity in the election, Rick. And they were just beginning to do it, where Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, controls the Capitol Police, and who I have no doubt, was crucial in organizing this absurd event, uh, 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 you know, would have benefited from derailing the discussion of the theft of the election, which of course is exactly what happened. How convenient, yes. It's just, uh, I mean, for anybody who's a novice,
0: anyone who doesn't even have an axe to grind or any particular favorite in any race, they look at this. And they come away saying, am I looking at a dog and pony show? Am I looking at a like a Hollywood production? And, you know, I'd have to say, yes, you are. It's so apparent. It's just so childishly apparent and so amateurish in the way they went about it that it reminds me of the 9-11 cover-up story. You know, it, it's just implausible, impossible. And it's just nonsensical to even raise the broochet on this issue of creating what they call sedition in Washington and so on and so forth, uh, you know, and, and to try to present it in a logical way based on a misinterpretation of, of Trump's words. I mean, that that is just beyond the pale. They, the average person would say, that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. So how do you build a case on that? It's not even circumstantial, you know? It's rhetoric, and you're basing it on your interpretation of rhetorical values. You're not basing it on any direct link between the verbiage being expressed and the actions that happen to be taking place at the same time. I mean, Trump, uh, I mean, he did make it clear, I think, anyway, uh, that uh, what he said was, I'm calling for your voice to be heard, calling you to descend on Washington in a peaceful way. He didn't say a violent way. He wasn't even intimating violence, what would they come with? Would they come with all kinds of Molotov cocktails, all kinds of explosives? Is that what they were anticipating? Obviously, they'd need more protection than all of the police and all of the troops that were there at the time, wouldn't they? So it's obvious that this was basically a Hollywood script. And the Democrats are pretty good, the DNC, at putting up this script. There's no question. They've been doing it for a long time. We saw it with Obama. And so on and so forth. So, um, you know, all of a sudden now, you know, they, they have to apologize instead of the other way around to, uh, to Green, you know, to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, Marjorie Green, Marjorie Taylor Green, for what they've been saying about her advocating of the death or the murder of Congress people. They should be put to death, many of them, I'm sure. She's not wrong about that. When it comes to treason... In uh, the United States uh, Constitution, the penalty if convicted is death, and and I think many of these representatives and Congress people have been causing the unnecessary death of Americans here and overseas, and they should be held accountable. I don't disagree with that at all. But then turn around, apologize. I was misquoted. I was misunderstood. You know. Look, you either stick to your guns, pardon the pun, or you don't. But. That's a whole other subject in itself. Uh, as far as this this business of what's going on in the past month or so, is it going to end here, or is this going to be, in your opinion, the, uh, the new reinvigorated saga of the DNC and the Republican Party putting on a good show? What do you think, seriously?
2: Oh, it's going to end today. Uh, they withdrew the idea of... Uh calling witnesses, they wanted to get this one more piece in, which was uh, an alleged conversation between Kevin McCarthy and the President about that these people who were at the Capitol were supposed to be his people, which was frankly absurd on the face. He didn't stop speaking until The lips where he spoke, is a mile and a half away, Trump supporters didn't actually even show up at the Capitol until after the intrusion had taken place. And, in fact, it turns out that the, the the Democrats, the impeachment team, had to revise their account because the FBI, even the New York Times was admitting, had reports of it being planned for days or even weeks in using the social media. So if it was planned in advance, it cannot possibly have been an instance of incitement by a speech that was given that day. And as you observed, there was nothing inflammatory about what the president said. I listened to that entire speech at the time. It was a wonderful speech, and it was uh, very laden with evidence about the theft of the election so that when the defense team first began and this fellow caster started meandering around and made a number of dumb remarks that were not reflective of donald trump's position such as implying that he'd lost the election which he would never concede because in fact it was a matter of theft and where of course even in cases where they legitimately lost the democrats have insisted donald trump stole the election from them in 2016 and protested for years and years, for four years, that Trump was an illegitimate president. Well, for Democrats to have done that and then raise objection when Republicans are complaining about the theft of the election makes them first-class hypocrites. And the fact that Trump said, you know, we have to fight for our nation, another form of evisceration of the prosecution case against Trump that occurred yesterday was when they played footage after footage after footage of one Democrat after another using the term fight, 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 Elizabeth Warren, Amy Kobachar, you know, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, the whole list, it went on and on and on, showing that those words are not words of incitement. And you can no more hold them responsible for incitement for using those words, which in many cases were actually more extreme than anything the president said at the Ellipse, then you shouldn't Donald Trump. So basically, the Democrats' case was eviscerated yesterday. Uh, Alan Dershowitz was congratulating. He was on last night on Hannity, and he was asked to evaluate their performance, and he said, I'd give them an A+. Here's part of what he's written about it. Dershowitz said Trump's legal team proved two main points. Number one, the president could not have incited this violence. The violence began to occur even before he made the speech. Second, that the words they used, fight, 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 are all words that are commonly used by politicians, adding, I can vouch for that because I've defended people over the years who've used words like that, and I've won all of my cases where fighting words have been used are protected by the Constitution. Now, I believe today they committed a horrendous blunder that was going to cost him dearly by wanting to call witnesses. Because, Rick, Nancy Pelosi would be the first to be called. She runs the Capitol Police. I'm convinced she and the mayor of Washington, D.C. were co conspirators in organizing this. And where, by the way, some 200 individuals who participated in the the Capitol intrusion, have been indicted, and they didn't vote for Trump. Most of them didn't even vote. And in fact, we have a report from James, who's a brother of John Sullivan, who's a prominent Antifa provocateur, that his brother John led 226 Antifa members into the Capitol posing as Trump supporters in order to bring about this outrageous staged event. So that is the level at which the Democrats are operating. They're staging events. This is what the CIA does in foreign countries. They fabricate these events. They edited the videos. Another very effective measure that the Trump defense did yesterday was to go all the way back to Charlottesville, where Trump had said there were good people on both sides, by excluding the fact that he had specifically condemned uh, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, white nationalists, and white supremacists, he had specifically condemned it. So by running and showing the entire speech, what Trump had said, they demonstrated that the Democrats were fabricating their case, selectively editing. What they were doing was producing a movie. And of course, that's why Nancy exactly, Pelosi yes. wanted to move forward with fake evidence and no sworn testimony. It was a Hollywood production, Rick. Well, do they have
0: a death wish, or or what? Uh, if indeed the idea is to project themselves as the party of the people and the you know representatives of Volks populi then why are they shooting themselves in the foot? Because it's not just the the Republicans or the Trump supporters or anybody. I mean, some of their own are now walking around with red cheeks, you know, embarrassed. They have the masks on, not just because of COVID, but because they don't want to be seen now as Biden supporters and the DNC. They said this has gone too far. You know, what's fair is fair but you know they say in, in war and love and politics, I guess all is fair game. But here it's just a matter of a boomerang, and that's what uh, some are looking forward to—a uh, boomerang. Now we have this uh, Nikki Haley, you know, the former governor of uh, South Carolina, uh, already positioning herself apparently for a run in 2024 uh, for the presidency, and she's uh, made some rather disparaging comments and. She is uh, what I would call, um, I would call her the enemy within the gates. I I don't have any use for her. She reminds me of Jeannie Kirkpatrick, you know, the former ambassador of the U.N. herself, when she made these rhetorical statements during the 80s, and they were nothing more but hot rhetoric, you know, Uh, using certain uh, killer terms and so on and so forth to conjure up a war policy. And that's what uh, uh, Haley is all about. You know, she's just uh, incredible. But anyway, uh, yeah, there are a lot of people now that are trying to throw their hats into the ring already. Can you believe
2: it? Go ahead. Jim. Rick, I was just going to say Nikki Haley is a Mitt Romney in a pantsuit. Nikki Haley's oh. a disgrace. She's not going to get anywhere. She's saying Trump misled us when he did no such thing. She's buying into the propaganda and promoting it. Look, we've had a recent survey where 70% of current Republicans said they would join a new party if it were headed by Donald Trump, and I'm sure you've heard of the Patriot Party. I think that if this were to play out the way everyone believes, which I think Uh is to fail to appreciate what's been going on behind the scenes, which I'll be glad to elaborate upon then that would be a very appropriate thing to do, because uh, the Republicans seem to have disdain for all the new voters Trump bought in. He executed a hostile takeover, turned the Republican Party into a populist party, work representing the working men and women of America, and they Rich. responded because he's the only politician in Washington who gives a toot about them, Rick, and because of that, they give a toot about him. But Mickey Paley's going nowhere. If the Republicans were to revert to their their ultra-rich country club bankers and financiers style of the past, they're gonna find themselves with no support from the seventy-five million who voted for Donald Trump on the one hand. And on the other, the Democrats have gone full socialist communist. Look at the absurdities of the executive order that Joe Biden's been signing, cancelling the XL pipeline right off the bat, opening the border so it's catch and release, declaring that boys and and young men who who call themselves girls can enter women's locker rooms and even shower, destroying uh, women's athletics at a single stroke. Nobody likes what Joe Biden's doing. But the fact of the matter is, this is a fake Joe Biden, Rick. This is not the senator uh, from uh, Delaware. Uh, This is a stand-in they brought in at the first debate when the Trump team declined their request to get a break every 30 minutes. Here's the deal. We have a defection from a member of the staff who explained that the anti-dementia medication Biden was taking had the unfortunate side effect of incontinence so that they actually had staff meetings to discuss what type of adult diaper he ought to be wearing that would be least visible to his nosing and make the least crinkling sound. And and when they turned down every 30-minute break to change his diaper, they went with Plan B and brought in a completely different guy. He's got uh, different ears, which are as distinctive as fingerprints. James Wood was the first to note he's got brown eyes. Biden had blue He's got a slightly narrower skull. He is more cognitively competent, but even his handwriting is different. When you look at the executive orders, the signatures say slash dot middle initial R dot Biden Jr. But Joe Biden wrote in a much heavier hand slash for the J O E Biden with no R middle initial, no J R, these are completely different signatures which a pharmacist who's used to looking at signatures to make sure they're not forged for prescriptions to obtain drugs illegally has pointed out. And where I've also noted that the body language is completely different. When Joe was with Jill, they would typically be hand-in-hand, arm-in-arm. She would be beaming. He'd have this big S-eating smile on his face, Rick. I mean, it was invariable. You can find this again and again and again. When she's with the double, however, they're distant. They're not hand in hand, arm in arm. She's not beaming. She looks concerned. He isn't smiling. I mean, look, even during the inauguration, and you may or may not have heard that inauguration was pre recorded, maybe even mm-hmm. weeks before, where a copy showed up in Spain seven hours before the inauguration. Yeah. Well, I was watching in real time, Rick, I was watching in real time that it was going on 10 to 15 minutes early, which meant it was not legally valid because it was going on with, during the Trump administration, which only would expire at noon. I have a friend who is checking different channels, and on the different channels they were showing different parts of the inauguration, which is preposterous if it were being broadcast live. They had a big fireworks display at the end. No one in Washington saw that fireworks display. And if you look carefully at the content of the inauguration, Rick, there are parties, such as a woman in white and a woman in pink, who move to different locations they could not possibly have had time to move. They made a glitch when they did it in multiple takes. Even Jill Biden's shoes turned from tan to blue to tan, and get this. When Joe is being sworn in on this old Bible, Jill is not even looking at him. I guarantee if that had been the real Joe, she would have had this adoring look at him as he was being inaugurated. It's all a farce. He's been locked out of the White House. They've been doing these press conferences on a set that appears to be in Culver City, a Castle Rock set where Jeff Bezos bought up Castle Rock apparently to have more control but where there's a lot going on behind the scene. Listen, here's a wonderful story, Rick, that gives you the flavor of what's going on. This fake Biden is being told what to do by radio transmission. So he's approaching a Marine, and he was told, salute the Marine. He didn't salute the Marine. Instead, he just blurted out, salute the Marine. But what's (laughs) even more telling is the Marines are not saluting him. And as a former Marine Corps officer, I can guarantee you 100% they're so disciplined. The only way they would not be saluting him is if the Pentagon does not recognize him as the commander-in-chief. That's the only circumstance. And in an effort to try to create the false impression, the military is acknowledging his role. They use a commercial carrier, a plane made up like Air Force One. It may have been used in a movie, too and they had a minor entourage drive up, and this guy Biden walks out, and he's being saluted. But, Rick, these are two firemen. They're firemen. These are not military. It's that bad.
0: Wow. I'll say. I mean, I was growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s and stuff, and, of course, this stuff was unimaginable then. And then after the end of the 20th century into 9-11, Post nine eleven, we we saw this propping up of this whole new mindset: the CGI, the CGA, you know, uh, the uh, uh, you know, the whole business of of uh, creating images that aren't there, to be able to create sound effects, to be able to Photoshop, you know, all of these things that we saw being used handily, handily in these uh, these false flag attacks. And uh, it's amazing now where, you know, it reminds me of the Manchurian candidate, the movie, you know, was made in the early 60s, uh, just uh, about the time Kennedy was assassinated. And now uh, when you imagine all of these things, they're not far-fetched anymore. They're not really uh, that out of the ballpark. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's for those who are uninitiated, for those who, who are programmed to believe everything they hear, on nightly news, and so on and so forth, the immediate reaction is, boy, these guys are wackadoos. That Fetcher is a crackpot. What is he talking about? Planes not flying through buildings? I saw them on TV myself, you know? (laughs) And, you know, it's pretty hard to deal with people who cannot think out of the box. But, you know, people being that way, naive and simple-minded and easy to, to deceive and so forth, You know, you have to take them like a little baby, one step at a time, if you can, one-on-one, and show them how to crawl first and then how to walk and talk and chew gum at the same time. But uh, all of what uh, we've been saying for how many years now has been coming to pass with very few, if any, exceptions whatsoever. So uh, this is all too credible. Um, Biden is uh, this guy Biden, whatever they, they want to call him. He's not lawfully imposed in America. He's not lawfully elected, as far as I'm concerned. And he is nothing more than the, I think, uh, the end of the puppetry in this in this country here. What we're seeing now is just a total fakery, total dishonesty, me, yeah. and it goes on. Me, yeah, 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 go ahead. Let me sure.
2: give you a couple more data points. The White yes. House is empty. It's on an automatic timer, so the lights go out at 10 or 11. There's no activity in the White House. When Biden went to enter the White House, he was locked out. In in addition uh, to all the other fakery and and foolery, the Pentagon was asked to withdraw the troops from Washington, D.C. They declined. I'm telling you, Rick, those troops aren't there. To protect Congress from alleged Trump supporters who have been perfectly well behaved for you know how many years now have we had these massive Trump events with tens of thousands turning out and every one of them has been essentially uh, uh, violent and peaceful. I mean, uh, but peaceful and calm, with one or two minor exceptions of throwing out people who were heckling the president. Which the, the, the Democrats sought to emphasize, uh, but where the, the, there have been compared with the riots and the looting and the arson across the country in Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle, there's absolutely no comparison. And yet, yeah, people like Kamala Harris declaring protesters should not let up. You got Maxine Waters. If you see anybody from the cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in a gasoline station, you get out and create a crowd, and you push back on them and tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. You got Nancy Pelosi. saying, I just don't know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. Let me give you a bit of the backstory, uh, Rick, because it's a bit surprising. In 1871, when Ulysses S. Grant was serving as our 18th president, the United States had gone bankrupt because of the Civil War. After all, it was draining resources from both the North and the South, not to mention that we lost more casualties in that war than any other in which we've engaged because we were losing on both sides. So he engaged foreign bankers, to finance the United States, including Rothschild bankers in the UK. And in order to do that, they had insisted the United States be turned into a corporation where the holdings of the republic, based on the Constitution of 1776, were used as collateral. We have existed as that corporation, represented by United States of American capitals, until... Uh, The night before the inauguration, Trump had submitted papers, and here we have one of the great advantages of having this very successful businessman who's used to creating and folding corporations, recognizing what to do here, which was to fold the corporation and have its assets devolved to the republic based on the Constitution of 1776. He filed the papers. 18 months ago, to have the corporation dissolved as of 11.59 p.m. on the 19th, one minute before midnight before the day of the inauguration. So what that means is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were inaugurated as the president and vice president of a defunct corporation. Now, because Trump had signed the Insurrection Act on 9 January, this was three days after the staged events at the Capitol, the military has been in charge since. I mean the Pentagon and FEMA. It's all in accordance with the Constitution, by the way. There's no question about it. It was clear that while FEMA and the military Clean things up, Trump should not be involved. It would be a bad for it to appear as though he had turned into a tin pot dictator and was using the military to arrest his political enemies. But everything I am learning is that a lot of arrests are going on at a lower level. They're working their way up the food chain to get the higher ups we are including figures like Nancy Pelosi, like Chuck Schumer, like Hillary Clinton. I believe this is going to come to pass, Rick. And all the evidence I have, and I've been following this very closely, indicates that on the 4th of March, Donald Trump will be inaugurated as the 19th president of the United States based on the Constitution of 1776.
0: Yeah, we've been hearing that
2: from a group of people. And you think it's going to happen, Jim? I do. I do believe it. And I'll just tell you, to review the bidding here... We even have a wonderful article from The Federalists, which of course is an organization that follows the Constitution and the laws and their application very carefully, spelling out that there was no insurrection. In order to incite an insurrection, you have to be very specific. He would have had to say words like, I want you to go to the Capitol and intrude and rough things up and break up what's going on there in the Capitol which, of course, he did not say. It has to be done with a motive to bring that outcome about. Obviously, if I've explained, Trump had no motive whatsoever because it was in his interest that the discussion and debate about the theft of the election should go forward, which the Democrats aren't even mentioning in all of their presentations, was completely derailed, just as Nancy Pelosi would have wanted By this intrusion, it also, to be incitement, must bring about imminent lawless action. Well, they were a mile and a half away. There wasn't even possibility for imminent lawless action. Most importantly, by the timeline, they couldn't have even been to the Capitol by the time all these events were going on, which is in part why uh, the Democrats had to change their song and dance And in the midstream, claim the Capitol riot wasn't the result of Trump inciting at the ellipse. But over time, going back to Charlottesville, and where the Trump lawyers also yesterday obliterated the fine people hoax once and for all, where Trump defense lawyer David Schoen definitively debunked the fine people hoax, Uh, uh, The best part, the mainstream media was forced to air Trump's remarks in full context for the first time ever. As you know, Joe Biden based his entire campaign around the hoax that Trump called neo-Nazis and white nationalists fine people in the summer of 2017. The only reason people believe this lies is because the mainstream media has repeatedly played the clip where he said that there were fine people on both sides, while cutting out the key moments that gave his word context, they cut out the part where he said, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. As he did earlier, shown by a video clip a Democrat manager showed, followed by what they had so conveniently left out. Did the Democrats think Trump's team couldn't find the videos in full context? This lie traveled around the world a few times and made its way into the Biden campaign talking points and ended up on the Senate floor. The Charlottesville lie, very fine people on both sides, except it isn't all he said. They knew it then, they know it now, and he played it. And I'll tell you, I've done a whole book on Charlottesville. It was all rigged. It was all a setup, Rick. Uh, Terry McAuliffe was the governor at the time. He was a buddy of Hillary Clinton. He ordered the Charlottesville mayor, who is also yeah. a leftist, to have the Charlottesville police stand down so he could use the Virginia State Police to channel the peaceful protesters who even had a permit for their protest against the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee into yeah. a violent confrontation with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, who whom George Soros had bussed in even on the same bus. And would you believe, it? Oh, just a few blocks away, they had a stage event involving an automobile. Now, let me tell you what many may find difficult to appreciate, but it's 100% accurate. There were two different cars. They were both Dodge Challengers involved. One had a racing stripe. One didn't. One had a sunroof. One didn't. There were two different drivers. There was a the 20-year-old diagnosed schizophrenic, wearing dark uh, prescription glasses, who was supposed to, was charged with a crime. But the vehicle was actually driven by a 32-year-old veteran who commands a battalion of reservists in Ohio. They had two or even three different takes, Rick. They had two vans set up with no drivers. You can see very clearly there are no drivers in the car where the, the Challenger rushed up and crashed into the back. This is where this Heather Heyer woman is supposed to have been yes, killed. yes, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah was but Mona was previously discovered that she actually died the following day, Rick. She wasn't killed on the scene. Not only that, there's a second take where you see a Dodge Challenger, no vehicles around it whatsoever. But there's a third because what the New York Times put on its front cover, there's a black Toyota pickup right beside it. Three different takes and where they have stuntmen flying through the air in the one they published in the New York Times. But get this, Susan Bro, who's supposed to be the mother of Heather Heyer, is a crisis actor who played the role of Donna Soto, the mother of Victoria Soto, one of the teachers at Sandy Hook. They're even recycling, recycling their crisis actors, Rick. It couldn't be more insulting or offensive.
0: You said it. It's
2: apparent.
0: Hard to believe that they would be that in-your-face about it, but they are. And this is, again, because of the corrupt media, which they own, deliberately peddling the same line over and over and over again, conspiracy theory disproven conspiracy theory, Trump conspiracy theory. All I have to do is simply repeat those terms, and that silences any debate. Then you say, oh, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to discuss it with anybody because they'll say I'm one of those tar babies, you know, one of those conspiracy-type people. Never mind that conspiracies are happening all over the world. At all times, people are conspiring to do evil. And, and, And governments are made up of what? People and some other unsightly beings as well, perhaps. But you see, uh, the fact of the matter is that this government has been probably the most conspiratorial government just in the twentieth century, going back to Wilson and going back to Kennedy—not uh, uh, Kennedy, uh, not Kennedy uh, Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, and his uh, family, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, and Cordell Hull, and you know, people of that sort.
2: Rick, in the beginning, you mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's hit Washington like a breath, breath of fresh air. She is sensational. Well, the AP did a hit piece about her, where the Democrat majority in the House, for the first time in the history of the United States Congress, intervened to control the assignment by the minority party to committees. So she'd been assigned... To the budget committee and the education committee, and they force the Democrats to take her off of those committees. Even after she's gone onto the floor of the House and made a very heartfelt expression of, of you know, a remorse for things she had believed in the past that she no longer believed. Well, I went through it, Rick, and on everything she'd been charged with, she was right, and the criticism was wrong. Uh, that's what
0: disappoints yes she shouldn't have never recanted okay come back we got some calls for you and we'll take them when we call come back Rick Adams uncensored facebook page as well we'll be right back folks with Jim Fetzer
3: All right, if you want to know the
5: truth, I don't much care for the time I was born into. It seems people aren't dying fast enough these days. They call upon science to invent new, more efficient weapons to depopulate the earth.
0: And we're back, folks. Professor James Fetzer, and uh, uh, Jim, you might want to give your uh, your latest uh, information on your website, and people who are just listening today might be able to contact you or uh, join in.
2: Absolutely, Rick, that's a great idea. My blog is at org, and you'll not only want to check out where I uh, re- re- refute the AP's allegations against Marjorie Taylor Greene but where it inspired me to the recognition that conspiracy theorists are investigating crimes, which is why they want to silence us. In other words, why, if the official narrative were true about JFK, 9-11, Sandy Hook, the Boston bombing, would they discourage citizen journalists from investigating because Hypothetically, it ought also to turn up more confirming evidence that the official account were true. But they're suppressing and attacking and denying because these are citizen investigators who are exposing crimes that they themselves have perpetuated. Let me say, for a background about conspiracies, you can go to my website, jimtheconspiracyguide.com. And I highly recommend the fifth and the sixth of the 60 shows that are there, which are entitled How to Spot a False Flag Part 1 and How to Spot a False Flag Part 2, where I go through 15 to 20 of these events, including those I've been mentioning here, and you can see the evidence for yourself.
0: Very true, very true. All right, let's get some calls now, and I'll hold you after the hour because of time. We have the time till quarter past, all right? All right, Chris is first up He's in Las Vegas.
5: Hello, Chris. You're on the program. Well, good afternoon, Rick, and especially to you, Dr. Jim Fetzer. Uh, one thing, Dr. Jim, you forgot. You mentioned you had wrote a book on Charlottesville, but you didn't mention the title of it. What did we look for?
2: Oh, oh uh, uh... Oh, terrorism, and uh, let's see, short, let, let, yeah, let me find the title here for you. That's a really good while you're uh, looking, question.
5: While you're looking for yep. that, something that you didn't mention regarding the so-called crisis event managed production at the Capitol on the 6th that was pre-planned uh, long in advance, in fact, um, I think they went back and used Charlotte, that you mentioned, for a template, maybe even going back to uh, Sheriff Israel down in uh, Florida, using those two to format and use a template to set up the uh, Trump people at the uh, Ju- June 6th rally. Because they'd had a preceding rally that Alex Jones had been serious involved with, I forget what it was called, the Million MAGA March or something like that, a few months prior that went off without a hitch. It was a very calm, peaceful event. And I think Nancy Pelosi, Chucky Schumer, uh, Mitt Romney, and the usual bad actors watched that, and they thought that would be a perfect opportunity to infiltrate that and show those Trumpers, those peaceful demonstrators, how they really should do it like they were doing in Portland, Seattle, and other locations of violent terrorist acts posed as a fascist posed as anti-fascist to disrupt destroy burn slash and destroy and just create violence and have a pass from the lamestream media proving along with some of their bad actors in those blue states and that nancy pelosi with her blue state funding of uh, act blue d and c hired these provocateurs, bust them in, to be there to incriminate Trump and the MAGA movement, the patriots, the retired police and veterans that supported saving the republic from these demon-crazy people, from stealing the republic and stealing the election, election theft by the Biden gang and the communist Chinese. This is absolutely, insanely absurd.
2: Chris, you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. And of course, the title is Political Theater in Charlottesville, Faux Terrorism, uh, 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 brought uh, uh, and produced by left-wing zealots. The The Parkland Puzzle, How the Pieces Fit Together. These were both stage shootings. Nobody died in Parkland. And and the one party who's alleged to have died in Charlottesville appears to have died the following day. You can find these books at moonrockbooks.com. I highly recommend. My book on Sandy Hook was banned by Amazon.com less than a month after it went on sale. And now, Chris, six of the books I published on Sandy Hook, on the Boston bombing, On Orlando and Dallas, on Charlottesville, on Parkland, and even on the moon landing, they've all been banned by Amazon.com, which means, of course, I got it right that what we contributed there is spot on, because what I do is bring together groups of experts.